to Chainsaw Matinee. Everybody take your seats. We have such sights to show you. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Hannah. And I'm Lissa. Hi, Lissa. Welcome back, Lissa. You're back. Yes. Yeah. I love being here, so. Yes. Um, we are doing a month of talking about found footage horror and you are the go-to person to talk about found footage horror with. Mm-hmm. I feel honored. <laughs> it's my so, favorite, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a profound fondness of... for it as well. Me too. <laughs> oh, hell it's yeah. I respect so the fuck out of it. Well, and you guys have kind of um, done a little saga together. Um, this will be my first time on, but you guys have talked about a couple of the, the other movies in this franchise we'll be talking about today for the podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Hannah, did you talk about VHS ninety four with us? I don't think so. This is like the first VHS movie I've seen in its entirety. Wow, hmm. I didn't realize that. For reals? Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, wow. this is a good one to see. Yeah. Um. So we're talking about VHS ninety nine today, and Nilsa has joined us to talk about the first VHS movie and then VHS ninety four, which is the one that came out like. 2021 um just Mm -hmm. a heads up in the audio of this podcast there's gonna be a few maybe pops and sizzles um we have a fire going um it's just gonna add to the ambience we think also it's very (laughs) cold right now so (laughs) so we apologize but yeah we're we're telling you about this movie around a crackling fire it's a campfire story man that would have been perfect for the Blair witch episode oh yeah it really would have (laughs) yeah so i am a huge fan of the vhs series and i probably talked about it at length and if you follow me on twitter you will know Mm -hmm. i've been obsessed with this movie for months so i'm very excited to talk about it. it's so good as someone who has watched all of the movies in this franchise this is the best one hands down like, mm-hmm. unequivocally, this is the best one. Oh, heck yeah. I had I, um, so much fun with this. Yeah. I think I liked 94 just, like, slightly better, but... I don't know if I, I liked know. 94 better or not. Yeah, because this I really one liked this is one. really good. Like, this is this a one, really solid... This one has my favorite of the shorts in the entirety of the series, so... Oh, hell yeah. That's high praise, because I remember you saying the first one had, like, one of your favorites. Yeah. I will say there was one in the first one that did make me, like, the first time I watched it, I sat there for, like, 20 minutes after the movie going, ah, the twist, what? (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't even, like, it was was fine, but it it broke my mind. (laughs) Can I guess which one of these shorts was your favorite, or do you want to reveal that yourself? You you can go ahead and guess. Was it the the last one, the he, the one the hell one? Okay, no, that one was my second oh, favorite. <laughs> interesting. Someone else guess. I don't um, know. I kind of just want to find out as we go along. Yeah. 
Boo! Yes! <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say it was... Um, I'm going to say it was the first one. I'm going to say it's Medusa. Shredding was good and the Gawkers was really good, but it was neither of those, actually. Was it Ozzy's Dungeon? Was it Ozzy's Dungeon? It was, was, it was Ozzy's dungeon? dungeon. Of course. Oh, I, <laughs> I felt like that was too obvious oh. of a pick. Though. Yeah. I um. did I did scream about it while we were talking before recording, so <laughs> Yes. Oh, great choice. I uh, yeah, let's let's get into this then. So this VHS movie is kind of unique in that like the other films are all like a series of shorts tied together with one overarching story, mm-hmm. like, in between. But this one does not have that, which I actually think is a good choice because the frame narrative is always, mm-hmm. like, the weakest part of the other movies. Instead, this movie has, like, in between each short, there's, like, little stop-motion videos of, like, a uh, toy soldiers. And you find out later, like, they're made by one of the characters from one of the shorts. But I think, like, they're all really funny and, like... Uh, it's like stuff that me and my brother used to make with Legos when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So it is a perfect way to, to cut too. the tension. I used yeah. to make stop motion Lego movies with my brother. <laughs> yeah. So I I really liked that. It was just like kind of a fun. I don't know, like yeah, like you said, a fun way to break the tension in between each short. Um, I also have to give a shout out because, like, at the very beginning. Um, we get another reference to the veggie masher from the last movie. <laughs> yep. Um, long live the veggie masher. Yeah. <laughs> Love the veggie masher. Um, I should pull up the director's names real fast. Uh, I um, have it pulled up. <laughs> heck yeah. Shredding was written and directed by Maggie Levin. Heck yeah. Work. Shredding follows a um how would you describe the band like kind of a punk band assholes yeah, yeah i mean yeah. that too <laughs> it's like a an amateur punk band they're yeah. like a, a group of teenagers who really want to like make music i guess yeah their band is called rack which um each letter stands for like one of their names but yeah we're introduced to them kind of goofing off and like talking really talking themselves up they're like yeah we're the coolest like we just don't give a shit Uh, you know so as the title of the movie suggests all of the shorts from this film take place in 1999 and you can definitely tell like i don't know just by the vibes of there's something this movie reminded me of that how cruel entertainment was in the 90s because like i remembered when you know a lot of entertainment was just friends shitting on each other and that was a lot of humor was just like ah, you fell down you might have broken something ah, or like yeah. as we'll see later game shows where people like put themselves in real physical harm or just get embarrassed in front of everyone like, you know, yeah. America's home videos are fun and good, but also when you think about it, you're like, oh my god, I just watched a guy fall off a big tall thing and hurt himself and laughed <laughs> yeah. quite raucously. Yeah. Yes. So, um, we meet all these band members and they are, like, they're making a vlog, basically, and they talk about how they're gonna go break into this, like, shut down old music venue that... Um, got closed after it was destroyed in a fire. And then they tell the story of the band that was headlining that night. 
They were called Bitch Cat, which is an amazing name for a band. Yeah, for real. Um, Especially for and, a Riot Girl band like they were. Like, yeah. Mm. And we see, like, I, yeah. video footage of, like, the members of Bitch Cat, like, talking about themselves. And, like, they honestly seem really cool. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Like, they, you can tell they have, like, a camaraderie. Like, at the end of the video, they, like, all get in a circle. They're like, play or die. Play or die. And it's really great. So, yeah, the members of Rack are like, we're gonna go break into the colony and, like, fuck around. And so, like, one of the guys is very uncomfortable with this. Of course, it is the one non-white guy. um, Because he's like, hey, like... Uh, he talks about, like, in Hinduism, there's spirits called boots. And basically just, like, you know, you don't mess with them. And um, everyone else just, like, makes fun of him. They're like, oh, you're a little pussy. Like, you're scared. Because, like, literally they, like, go in and there's a shrine to the members of Bitch Cat. And they're, like, kind of making fun of it. And, like, the whole thing, they're just treating it like a joke. Um, so they, like, bring in their instruments and, like, set up on the stage, like, they're gonna play, and they pull a prank on Anker where they, like, pretend to be possessed or whatever, and they're, like, laughing about it. They're just acting like dicks, and they bring, like, sex dolls filled with jelly, because, like, part of the thing is, like, Bitch Cat was- all the band members were trampled to death by their own fans who were trying to escape the fire. So, like, they- try to reenact it by, like, jumping on these, like, dolls filled with jelly. And it's, like, just super disrespectful and and stupid. Like, I know they're a band, but I was getting some serious kind of Logan Paul energy of, like, oh, yeah. yeah. This, it's, like, this yeah. Stuff that edgy, funny. like, make fun of, like, tragedy kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very the, like, Sam Pepper, like, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like they they pull the prank on uh their friend who's like re- really kind of like nervous about being there, and like they start acting like they're possessed and like all this other stuff, and he's like, "You guys need to fucking stop that!" And like, yeah, just like from the minute one, they are just incredibly disrespectful of the dead, mm-hmm. and so big shock stuff starts happening. There's like audio from the bitch cat concert plays over the like over the audio system and they're like get off my fucking stage and just you know stuff starts happening and then we get the reveal the members of bitch cat are all zombies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and they murder these kids yeah they it's pretty the gruesome fuck out of those kids <laughs> yeah oh, they yeah. like rip them apart um yeah. uh yeah, I liked the zombie effects too. Like that was really cool. And they have it like where they cut back to the scene of all of them saying play or die, and then like they like I don't know, like they fade in on the same shot, but now they're all zombies. One of, it's so cool. One of my favorite parts awesome. is the build up to the like the reveal of the zombies, and you just hear like in the um it's like an echo on the recording and it's like bitch cat and they go, Get off my fucking stage. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts um it's so i cool. enjoyed when they like started gathering the ripped apart teens and i was like what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. and then they like reassembled them in like a weird haphazard dolls 
on the stage and then they start like playing them like puppets and they start playing the instruments and then their body parts just start falling off like the lead singer's head like falls off her her body as they're playing and then you cut to the yeah play or die play or die and it's Mm. it's punk i enjoyed it yeah i liked it a lot it was just a lot of fun um i feel like a pretty like simple like a story that's been done before but like it's a classic, you know? Like, it just works. And um, I do think, like, you could definitely make some commentary on, like, how these people acted like assholes during this time period. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, respect the dead. <laughs> For real. And also, I do think it's just, like, really cute. Like, a f- fun idea that, like, these this band loved playing so much that like they came back from the dead just to like keep playing yeah that was just a fun little thing also not only did they look cool like their fashion was good in life but the way that they did like the zombie version of their clothes yeah like it's just it's perfection and they just they kept the Riot Girl punk idea in the zombification. It was perfect. Yeah. 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 I mean, who doesn't love punk zombies? Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's what I've been saying my whole life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Return of the Living Dead. Like, the. They're like. On the cover of that one, there's like a zombie with like a mohawk. It's like super cool. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was shredding. Our next short is uh, Suicide Bid. Is there anyone who wants to run through a summary of that? Um, I will, because I actually really enjoyed this from the fact that I feel like this was like a story you could tell around a campfire, or it just felt like such a classic um, creepy oh, yeah. tale. Uh, by the way, Suicide S- Bid was written and directed by Johannes Roberts. Yes, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. One second, I'm Googling the character names, unless someone else had those pulled up. Uh, Lily was the main character, mm-hmm. and her name gotcha. is like that's the really... I can remember. Yeah, that's really all you need. So in Suicide Bid, there's this freshman Lily who is pledging for this specific sorority, and she starts out by making a video saying that I am only going to be pledging to your sorority specifically. I really want to be a part of your sisterhood. And then her roommate walks in and is like, you're doing a suicide bid? Because that's what it is when you only apply for one Greek organization. And she says, like, you won't know, you probably won't get in just because those girls are really mean. And she says, well, I'll show you. So the next night they go out drinking with Lily goes out drinking with the other sorority girls and they said like, oh, we're so glad you decided to do a suicide pledge. So we're going to do our typical hazing thing where you have to spend the night in a coffin buried underground. Um, And they tell her this story first that's like kind of creepy. Yeah, where um, there was another girl who... Guilty. 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 Uh, who pledged for their sorority and went through the same uh, hazing thing. Um, and then did something happen where, like, kind of like with Lily, or did she just disappear overnight? They, um, they left her for a week. That's yeah. what it was. So they yeah. left her for a week, and then when they opened up the coffin, she was gone. And I think one of the explanations is she crawled her way into hell. Uh, which, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly? 
But so they make Lily do it and they give her um, a video camera so that she can have some light and kind of record herself. And they give her a box that they say, only open this when you feel like you're about to give up. And there's this bell that is attached by a string that goes into the coffin that she can pull on if she gives up and she forfeits being in the sorority, but they get her out of the box. Um, So she does it. She gets in the box and they bury her for some fucking reason. Um, It's, oh my God, I can't believe the cruelty of this. And so she she's down there and they start like jabbing at the top of the coffin with sticks and she gets really scared. So she opens the box and it's full of giant ass spiders because these girls are assholes. Yeah, and they're essentially then- <laughs> just pulling a prank on her. Like they like while she's when she's not listening, they'll say stuff into the camera like, oh, like Guiltine was sad and alone, just like you and like. It, ugh, they're so mean. Mm-hmm. They're very quite mean. Um, and then she rings the bell, but the cops show up and the girls don't want to get caught. So they take the bell and say they'll come back in an hour or so because they say that um, the air in a coffin can last for 24 hours. So she should be fine. So they leave with the bell. So she is essentially trapped down there. Um and the cops decide, like, hey, we're not going to mess with this. We don't, nothing seems wrong here. And then it starts to rain. And mm-hmm. then the water starts going into the coffin. And this is when I was starting to get, like, really scared. Because this is some yeah. real life panic yeah. shit. Of, like, oh, oh yeah. my God. Very, I am very, very claustrophobic. claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, like, <laughs> freaking me out. Mm-hmm. So then as the water starts filling up and she's she's kind of saying her goodbyes, like, I'm so sorry to my roommate. You were my friend and I, I shouldn't have been mean to you. And then the coffin starts breaking because of the weight. And then who should appear at the window of the coffin? Which there's a window in this coffin. But the skeletal face of Guiltine herself. And she busts through and kind of just screams in her face. Cut to the next day. Um, the sorority girls have returned and the grave is filled with water. One girl dives in to try to see if they can find the body, but there is no body. They can't find her. So they decide never to speak of this again and just move on. Cut two, each of these girls individually placed into a different coffin with their own camera. And then eventually the leader of the sorority girls is visited by a ghostly visage of Lily who says... Guiltine, I made a deal with Guiltine where I would bring her as many sisters as she wanted if she let me go. So here we go, sisters forever. And then Guiltine just, you know, does her thing and lunges at him. Yeah. And that's I the love story. The, I love the line read where Lily's like, you know, all ghost zombified and she's like, Soul Sisters! <laughs> it gets me every time. Mm-hmm. I was um, so worried that they were going to let the sorority girls get away with it and just, like, end it with, and then we never speak of this again, and I was going to be so mad. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a pretty pretty yeah. satisfying cut to each of them waking up being like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this one really, like, got me pretty tense because of all the claustrophobic stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Um, I... I definitely feel like it would have been much scarier if they had just left it with the girls, like, accidentally murdering someone, but it definitely wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it would have been scarier if it was, like, based in 
real more like realistic horror, but at the same time, I think that the twist with guilting is more satisfying. Yes. Like, you know, the story needs a twist. Like, you can't just mm-hmm. have someone, like, die and that's that. Like, I, I do think that the twist is very satisfying. And um, I actually was looking into this. So, Guiltine is the Lithuanian goddess of death, which is just an interesting Ooh. fun fact. Huh. So she's a girl boss. Yes. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. So I wanted to ask Lissa, actually, so you were in a sorority. Um, I was. And I know there's, like, secret stuff that you can't talk about, so that's okay. But do you have any stories you can share about, like, do, do, do people actually do hazing rituals or, like, other sororities on campus? Because... So... F- oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was like, I feel like it's a thing that only happens in movies, but, like, I don't know, because I wasn't in a sorority. Yeah. So at least... At our school. Um, no, we did not haze because it's a tiny school. Word gets around very easily. And if you were caught hazing, you had to pay a gigantic fine to the school. Um, and also, uh, is since it was a small school, we didn't have many organizations on campus. Um, you couldn't participate in events. So like homecoming and stuff like that. You couldn't participate in that. Um, so, like, you didn't want to not be able to participate in homecoming, you didn't want to not be able to do stuff, um, and you didn't want to have to pay the money, so nobody hazed, um, in fact, I do remember one time where, um, we had, uh, so we had a, we didn't have, like, live-in sorority houses, but they had, like, a living room and a kitchen and meeting room and stuff like that, um, And we had dishes in the sink, and one of our, like, freshmen who still was not initiated yet um, was like, oh, hey, I'll do the dishes, you guys. And we said, probably you shouldn't just because we don't know if that will be considered hazing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad that that stuff didn't happen (laughs) at our school. Yes, very much so. Like, the opposite. Like, if it could even be, like thought of as hazing like a whiff of hazing it was shut down immediately dang Um, well i'm glad they were put that effort in yeah yeah yeah. i feel like and again like this could be wrong because i have an outside perspective but i feel like the greek life at our school was pretty chill because it like you said it was such a small school Mm -hmm. um that people kind of just like it was a lot more low-key than, like, stories I've heard from, like, OU, for example, that has had a few very famous racist incidents with, like, fraternities. Oh, yeah. But no, ours ours was very chill. So I, I did not have... We also, like, like, a suicide bid was not unheard of. We only have four organizations on campus. Like, the, it mm-hmm. was fine on our campus, so... Yeah, and there was like sense. no stigma, no stigma. If you like went through recruitment and you said, actually, I don't think I like the house I was put in. I'm gonna like go through recruitment again to go try to be in a different house. Like there was no stigma against that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of nice. So. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, no, there was a couple girls that I met during my recruitment. I so I got the house I wanted like first shot. 
so I didn't have to worry about that. But, like, there was a couple girls I knew who were like, yeah, I got placed in this house last year, but I just didn't think it fit. Um, and I thought this house fit better. So I'm going through again to see if, like, I can get put there instead. Yeah. So. I think, like, that honestly makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was curious, because, again, like, honestly, I didn't really hear very much about that, like, the Greek life on campus. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, you know, I mean, I figured, like, you didn't have to spend the night in a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not at all. No. <laughs> I'm sure that, like, a lot of stuff that, it, like, when we were in college is, like, much different than like being in college in the 90s that's also true <laughs> yeah true yeah probably yeah. a lot of those regulations were put in place because of hazing incidents kind yeah. of like yeah. yeah oh yeah no like they told us horror stories of like remember don't haze because somebody could end up dead like here's this story and would tell us like a terrifying story about somebody dying from alcohol poisoning because their sisters force fed them beer or something it was crazy no. Which they also do to this uh, poor freshman before they stick her in a box. Yeah. Which yeah. also is that. very bad, because if you throw up, you stuck in that. It's yeah. gross. Yeah. yeah. yeah and there's like... not a lot of room to turn around in that coffin, so, like, she probably would have, like, choked on her own vomit. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, overall, pretty solid, fun, short. Does anyone have any last thoughts? I got a little sad when she squished the spider, but... Oh, me too. <laughs> um, it was also really gross because it made, like, a really crunchy sound. Yeah. I felt uncomfy because I was like, you're going to have spider guts on your hand for the entire yeah. rest of the time you're in there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I personally, like, I I love spiders. They didn't look poisonous. I'm pretty sure they were just I tarantulas. Were, like, huntsman spiders. Something. Which are also very, like, calm... Like, yeah, a, a lot of mm -hmm. so like I've gotten pretty good at identifying like very common species of spiders, and a lot of the ones that you see, especially spiders that they would you know put in a movie, are like very docile and yeah like, are not really unless that they need like a very specific spider. Then usually, yeah, it's just like kind of yeah. But I can't blame someone for being freaked out when you're already stuck in a coffin yeah, and, and then a bunch like, of spiders crawl yeah. over you i'm like yeah i get it like especially absolutely. if you're afraid of spiders i get it but absolutely. i don't know i don't think the spider's part would have freaked me out i think that the being buried alive part would have freaked me out way more yeah absolutely oh my god that was the most anxiety inducing thing in that entire short Mm -hmm. I feel like a running theme through at least three of these for me is why are you friends with these people? Or why yeah. do you want to be friends with for these people? Real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it was back in the day, though, it was like if you got in with, like, cool kids, then, like, all of your opportunities would, like, open up, though. It yeah. wasn't like. I mean, one right. of the girls, like, mentions because she talks about, like, oh, my dad would kill me. If he found out, I think, like, it's implied that her dad is the dean. Mm. Yeah, but it's just unfortunate. Like, you know, when you step back and think about it, like, these are not people you want to be friends with because they absolutely yeah. will screw you over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the first chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's move on to the next. Uh, we have Ozzy's Dungeon next. Yeah! Ozzy's oh, Dungeon! I have so much to say about this. Such... A good sketch. 
directed by Flying Lotus, who I love. I, I am yeah. a big fan of his music. I love Kuso. Yeah, we've uh, me and Marty have watched his movie Kuso. We really need to like really review good. that on. This I really podcast. want to do an episode about it because it's like it's, uh, it's so a very strange, interesting movie. Yeah, it's really but it's weird. very good. Hannibal Burris and Tim Heidecker are in it. Um, there's like quite a few other people in it, but I'm like drawing a blank off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but it's like really weird and there's like nasty puppets in it. Yeah. And, like, a, a lot, lot of people his, vomiting. A lot of his stuff <laughs> involves like gross out humor and like bodily fluids. Yeah. Um, there's quite a bit of like, like body horror and like, but it's but, also like, it's, like, like a surprisingly sweet film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I've been a fan of his stuff already, so I was really excited when he was doing, like, something for VHS. Uh, so does someone want to run through Ozzy's dungeon? I will. Well, it is Lissa's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Ozzy's dungeon. Uh, Ozzy's dungeon is a game show. Um, think, like, Legend of the Hidden Temple mm-hmm. situation. Um, it's obstacle courses and physical challenges and stuff like that that are all a little wacky outside the box. Um, Mm -hmm. and we're specifically following one contestant named Donna. Um, and... Donna from uh, Detroit. Donna from Detroit. And she gets all the way to the final. Nobody's finished the final challenge. Um, she's almost there within the time limit. And then both of her legs get broken and mutilated and just absolutely destroyed Ugh, yeah um, it's like really no, brutal too oh yeah. it's bad like it snapped so in half mm-hmm. yeah like and the challenge is so legs. freaking weird too like the whole vibes of this show are yeah. so stupid like it's the host is odd. kind of a dick okay i found out that the host is played by the same guy that plays trevor in uh grand theft auto <laughs> I found that out today, and I was like, that <laughs> makes sense. There's like a He's really time. good at playing a sleazeball. Yeah. <laughs> at the oh, same yeah, time, this- with this show being so out there, I remember shows like this. Like, this reminds oh, yeah. me of that Nickelodeon slime time thing. Yeah. Oh, totally. yes. Yeah, there's like a challenge where, like, he throws meat at people, and they have to catch it. And, like, these are all children. Yeah. yeah. And he's, like, mm. straight up, like, throwing shade at these kids. Because, like, if they win, then the whole thing is, like, they get a wish granted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, like, interviewing the kids, and, like, he interviews Donna, and she talks about how our family drove all the way from Detroit and he's like, wow, that's lame. You couldn't afford to fly. And like, he's just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, mm-hmm. he really gives off, um, used car salesman vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Just Absolutely. like, and like the, uh, the weird ass, like obstacle course they have to go through. That's like themed after the human body. Yeah. Yeah. It's so kind of gross. Yeah. Wild. It's really uh, weird. And, like, he, he's, like, when she, like, falls and, like, breaks her leg, and it, like, snaps, like, in half. It's, like, hanging on by, like, yeah. meat. Um, He's, like, get up. You're, you're fine. Get up. And, like, and, like, she's, like, crying and, like, trying not to throw up from how, like, painful it is. And he's just, like, yeah, you can get up. Come on. Let's do it. Get up. And yeah, it's like, it's... can can you just, like, call the fucking paramedics? But, like, apparently back in the day, like, those, 
um, fucking, like, kids' game shows were really that dangerous. Like, um, Mm -hmm. apparently, like, they got in trouble, like, several times because of, like, stuff like that. Not, like, as serious, but, like, could be pretty serious. Um, And Mm -hmm. Nickelodeon's way of fixing that was to just not hire... Or not put contestants on the show whose parents were lawyers. Like, they had that in the clause that your parent couldn't be a lawyer. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was, like, really fucked up. That's insane. So, anyways. After all this. (laughs) After all this, we uh, are now in a, like, garage, warehouse, empty area with a workbench. And the host... Of the show wakes up naked in this room, and it's Donna's mom, Donna from Detroit's mom, comes mm-hmm. in, and she's like, "You took away my daughter's chance to get that wish. I was helping, like we were training her the entire, like all of her life, so that she could get in there and win that, so that she could get that wish. And then you took that away from her. So she makes him do like." even more torture trap versions of uh-huh. um, she like remade the whole the set but like the it's entire like, thing it's like more nasty more like you know like harmful um, yeah he, at she one point cra- yeah, he, he has to yeah he has to crawl through human feces at one oh point my God. I love it ain't bean dip mom. it ain't bean dip she's yeah. such a great actor i like i oh, loved yeah. her performance i'm yeah. gonna her performance and that was amazing i need to s- figure out what her name is so i can properly um, credit her i have the page pulled up it is i literally looked at it earlier sonia eddie um yes she I, did amazing She's she like passed away getting hot and like takes her shirt off and she's just like wearing a bra. Yeah. And like she's just like ugh, it's so good. She's she like feels so like a person you've met brutal. before, definitely like a oh, mama yeah. bear of mm-hmm. like, how dare you insult my child and like she you know she passed she's away. She's like, in it looks December. like dog meat. She Wait, did? she did? Yeah, oh, that's she so did. Sad. Um, apparently, it was a uh, complications like infection after a non essential, uh, non emergency surgery. Oh wow! Um, so it was like very sudden. But um, because I looked at it, because she was in like a bunch of sitcoms too, like Home Improvement, Married with Children, like stuff like that. That makes sense. Oh. Her comic timing is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. she was. She was fantastic. Her performance in this was amazing. Yeah, that makes me so sad. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, so she's she's there. She's calling all the shots. We've got um Donna whose legs have not been healed. In fact, she's in a wheelchair and her legs are like decaying and like gangrene. Um like Yeah, she bad. like yells. It looks like dog meat. <laughs> yeah. Um there's uh Donna's brother and her dad who are both just kind of lackeys for her mom. Um but they make the the host go through the entire thing. Um at the very end when he can't complete it, they're going to kill him. Um and he says, "Hey, I actually know how to get you in there. I can get you that wish." So they drive to the set. Um they see these armed guards there, so they go through the back. 
Um, they get to the doors that you see on set. And when they open it up, there's an actual, like, cave behind it. Oh, and they go fast. down. Yeah. Can I just, like, cut in? Um, I, when they're driving to the set, like, the most aggressive <laughs> jazz music yeah, is playing like on the radio. Yeah, it's, like, experimental jazz. And, and it's, like, yeah. they it's cut just, to the dad driving, and he's just, like, kind of, And then like, in the background, it's just, like, it's just so funny. So I'm sorry. I just, like, had to give a shout-out. And I think Flying Lotus did all the music for this short as well. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's amazing. Nice. But yeah, so they get in, um, and the like bodybuilder from the show is like still there because I guess she's like keeper of the cave or whatever. But they end up going <laughs> down into the cave, and there's a cult worshiping this. It's the body of Ozzy on this altar, um, and the cult are all like kids in the contestants' costumes and stuff like that from the show. Um, so they tell Donna, like, go up and whisper your wish to, like, tell him your wish. So she goes up, she whispers in the, uh, in Ozzy's body's ear, and then his body gets up, and a beam comes out of his head, and everybody's faces start melting, and then we zoom in on Donna's face just smiling demonically in her chair. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's like implied that she just wished for her like whole family and like everyone in that room to die. I mean, you can't blame yeah, her. Yeah, I like, mean, like as much as I yeah. love her mom as a character, she's not a great mom because no, she like she's no. like pushing like this girl to like do all these things yeah, that she didn't really like, want to do. You've got to wish for us for a new car and fifteen million dollars and like. She's just a show mom, like a mm-hmm. stage mom. Yeah. Where she's like pushing her daughter into all this stuff that she doesn't want. And then like, you know, the host is an asshole for like letting children be injured and mm-hmm. not doing anything about it. So like Donna's just been like screwed over her whole life by the entertainment industry and her family. So like, yeah, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Hey, child mm-hmm. actors. Yeah. <laughs> I love but, when goth girls get to do evil shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and it's just hilarious that, like, the wish, the, the combination of, like, elements in this one is so off the wall, and I love it so much. Just the combination of this wish-granting god being real with this, like, torture porn sequence where they just mm-hmm. make this man go through every awful thing. And then, like, combined with this unsettlingness of the watching the children compete on the show and get humiliated, it's it's mm-hmm. such a bizarre combination that works so incredibly well. Yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of thing that made the movie Sorry to Bother You one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. It's yeah. just the, like, It's got, it's got the quite a bit wall. of the same, like, vibe. Yeah, it's just the, it's the off-the-wall, like... Okay, so here's kind of the rules of this universe, but also, like, we may not play by him. We're really just playing it by ear, and you're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really I loved, that. like, the the entity kind of, like, the light being puppetry CGI kind of thing that they did for that. It was, like, really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That yeah, this might have awesome. <laughs> been my favorite short from here too. Like yeah. I loved this one and I liked to the hell one. Yeah. Um but yeah, this was like I, definitely probably I the most memorable one. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I also got to say, I love a good Ozymandias reference, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that also really did it for me. Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize until like recently that it was like, oh, Ozymandias, Ozzy's Dungeon, haha. <laughs> the entire, as soon as they said Ozzy's Dungeon was the name of the show and that they get a wish, I was like, oh, 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 Ozymandias, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. do we want to move on to number four? Yes. All and right. It's Marty's turn. All right, I will, I will talk about this one. So this one... It's called The Gawkers. It's called The Gawkers, and let me... It was written by Chris Lee Hill and Tyler McIntyre and directed by Tyler McIntyre. Yes. So this follows... Well, first off, the the short starts with, like, um... So every time, like, we cut to a new segment, like, there's, like, a small, like, short stop-motion film... Of, like, these little, like, soldier toys, and they're, like, getting ripped apart, and, like, one of them is, like, a Nazi, <laughs> and, like, you know, they're, like, I don't know, it's just a kid playing with toys, basically. Um, um, so, like, when they're starting this one, they, um, they, like, kind of cut in, um, on that, like, connecting short, and it's, like, um... So, like, the character who's, like, making all of these, his older brother butts in and is like, what are you doing with my camera? And he, like, takes it from him and, like, and then, like, you cut in and it's, um, it's, like, so he's, like, filming himself, like, flexing into the mirror. Um, so the brothers are named, uh, Dylan and Brady, and Dylan is the older one, and Brady's the one that's been doing, like, all of the, uh, um, like, the stop-motion stuff. Um, anyway, so Dylan's like, yeah, you like these pythons? They're sick! Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, you're a heterosexual twink, you have nothing to offer anybody, but... <laughs> and then, well, then in the middle of that, his mom knocks on the door and is like, what do you Are want you, for lunch? Who's you talking to? And he's yeah. like, no one, mom. <laughs> and she's like, what do you want for lunch? And he's like, hot pockets, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Anyway, uh, Dylan invites his friends over, and, like... They're, like, recording themselves, like, watching this, like, new neighbor that they have. It's She's, like, always at, like, at her pool and, like, washing her car and, like, all this other stuff. And so they're, like, gawking at her, thus the name Gawkers. Yeah. Um, and, like, at one point they try to get, like, upskirt shots of this other girl. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, nasty teenage boys. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like... At one point, they, like, get this idea where, like, they want to, like, install a camera into her room because Brady, the younger brother, he's, like, kind of cool with her and, like, goes over and, like, helps her set up her computer. Um, And so, like, they're like, well, you have an in to her house. And so, like, they, like, convince him to, like, put this spyware into her computer so that they can like watch her undress um 
and which is pretty much a plot point from Revenge of the Nerds, which came out in yeah. the late eighties. But yeah. like, I love that this film points out like that's a fucking horrible thing to do, rather yeah. than playing it off for like ah ha ha innocent joke joke. Yeah. So anyway, they're like filming from their window into her window, watching Brady like install this spyware, um, and like. At one point, she gives him a hug, and I think this is, like, before he, like, goes in to help her, like, with the computer, but, um, anyway, he, she, like, really trusts him and, like, talks to him. What is her name? I have to look I that up. I think it was Sandra. 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 Yeah, Sandra. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I feel bad for him, because you can tell he feels uncomfortable with that idea. Yeah, but, but he like, just, like, really wants to fit in, which yeah. is, like... That was kind of the big thing during that time period. I feel like all of the, like, comedies and stuff coming out during that time period were about, like, kids trying to fit in and, like, doing yeah. weird stuff. And his brother's like, oh, we'll let you, like, have a beer with us and you can hang out with us and Yeah, stuff. And, and he's, like, you know, just, like, this shy, nerdy kid. So, like, obviously he wants to fit in with his brother's friends and so he does it. Yeah, and he honestly, like, they've, they've framed this idea of, like, an innocent peeping Tom as something that's, like, you know, harmless that was, like, in the 80s. Like, you know, it's in Back to the Future. It's in mm-hmm. uh, Revenge of the Nerds of, like, oh, you peeping Tom. But, like, there's no harm, no foul. But actually, yes, it is harm and foul and fuck you. And, like, yeah. part of me wanted to be sympathetic towards this little boy. But also I was like, but you're still in on it. So, yeah. yeah. you had a chance. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like, he... He's, like, sitting there, like, watching them, watching her on, like, undress through their computer or whatever. And he's like, I just feel like a creep for doing that. And he, like, walks out. Um, But when he does, um, things start happening on the monitor. She's, like, like, her bones are cracking. And she's, like, turning into this monster. And before you know it, she's, like across the street at their house like attacking all these boys because she knows that they put spyware in and um so (laughs) so like at one point she like like busts in through the window and like climbs down the stairs and uh brady sees her and is like we didn't mean to hurt you and like all this other stuff and she like turns him to stone yeah, so we get the reveal. Yeah, she's Medusa. She's basically a, a fucking and love a there, Medusa there are, reveal. There are hints to this like prior. Like she's got like a bunch of statues in her yard of like people and like one of the one of the guys says like it looks like someone they know and they just kinda laugh it off. Yeah. Um, and like Earlier in the short, they find, like, a big snake skin outside, and they're mm-hmm. just, like, playing with it, like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, like, she she turns all these kids to stone, and she, like, looks directly into the camera, and it starts, like, fizzling out. Um, and, and then, I was like, mommy! Yeah. And then, um, this is kind of, like, at the very end of the movie, after the credits have played, but, like... It cuts back after the fifth short to that, and, like, the camera is still going. It's just being held in the hands of a statue, and it's been, like, going for hours and hours and hours, and then the low battery comes up, and, like, it dies. Yeah. Um, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed the short, because it's, like, once they showed all the statues in her yard, I kind of guessed where it was going, but... 
I really enjoy, because I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie that has a Gorgon in it before. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, heck yeah. Like, this is a great twist. And, mm-hmm. like, they kind of modernized that story. Yeah. I mean, like, because, yeah. like, in the mythology, she's, like, basically, like, attacked by a bunch of men and, and like, raped and all that. And that's why she gets turned into Medusa. Um, and, like, uh, it's supposed to be, like, a quote-unquote punishment. But I've seen a lot of retellings in which it's a gift to, like, ward off men and their advances. Yeah. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like what this short was doing, and I really like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I enjoyed this one. I thought it was cool. I I agree that the whole Gorgon thing was just really really neat. Yeah. Also, I, I love- do have a lot of. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I did have a, I I think I did watch a few of the first segments of the first VHS and I was having flashbacks to the, the like hookup one where they're, one of them's like a snaky kind of demon. Oh yeah, the succubus. Oh yeah, that's like the first short in the first VHS. Yeah. 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 So I kind of was like, oh, this is sort of like a throwback, but a bit different. (laughs) They're friends. Yeah. Yeah. They go on lunch dates together and, and like talk about all the people that they've killed. I love that. Good for them. No, they deserve I was it. gonna say that Brady gives vibes of the dude who wears the glasses in that short. A little bit. Like it's the same. Like I don't feel comfortable while doing this, you guys, but you're still doing it. Yeah. 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 Um. So I hope that she is thriving wherever she is. I'm sure she is. Let's go, Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. I also liked, um, there's, like, one bit where when she breaks into the house, like, someone calls the police, and they're like, there's this oh woman, my God, that was and she has funny. snakes on her head, and the 911 operator is just like, how many snakes? Or, like, they sound so snakes, confused. How many snakes, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. almost sound tired to me. They're just like, how many snakes, sir? Yeah. We sell food here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that are in this world, like, ev- like asshole teenage boys call like every other day like oh my god there's a medusa and there's like i'm I'm sure that back in the 90s like kids were because this was like like just as the internet was starting to get more popular so i feel like they were still getting their fair share of just like crank calls to police stations oh totally i mean we should bring that back um Yeah, and so so I do feel like the 90s references were really heavy in this short. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they talk about oh Y2K. One of the guys is like, Who's oh, yeah. Sarah like, Michelle Geller or Britney Spears? Yeah. No, no the, what he says is, is, this is the newest addition to my spank bang, my top three. Sarah Michelle Geller, Britney Spears, and this chick. And it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of funny to, like, I don't know. It's dated in, like, the right way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the uh, it's the 90s nostalgia, not the 90s, like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that brings us to our last short, which is oh, I love To this. Hell and Back. So, uh, written and directed by Vanessa and Joseph Winter. Yes, and um, I've seen, actually, the two of them had another movie come out last year called Deadstream, which Deadstream is also was a found good. footage movie. Yeah, and I really liked it. 
Yeah. So just shouts out to them. Um, and actually, the actress who plays Mabel in the short is also in Deadstream, and mm-hmm. she's also fantastic in it. Joseph um, Winter yeah. also acts in this one. He's the guy behind the camera. Yeah. Uh, so it takes place on New Year's Eve, like going into the new millennium. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of people who are like having a ritual to summon a demon, and they've hired two videographers to record it. And, like, the videographers are just, like, these two guys who kind of keep going, like, back and forth and, like, kind of teasing each other and, like, bickering a little bit. Like, bro, you never have my back and, like, stuff like that. Um, So during the ritual, something goes wrong and they both get accidentally transported to hell. Oops. (laughs) And so, like, the reveal is really funny. God damn it, Perkis. They're like, what the heck? And then, like, both of them immediately are in denial. They're like, no, I don't, I wouldn't go to hell. Like, what did I do wrong? And then they both start calling each other out. They're like, dude, you've done so many shitty things. And it's just really funny. Like, I you love their dynamic. You told my girlfriend I was an alcoholic. Well, I was trying to make her feel better. <laughs> well, and yeah. that was the funny thing, because they kept building it up of, like, do you think shoplifting is the, could get you into hell? And he's like, that's not the worst thing you've done, man. So I was like, oh, my God. Did he, like, cheat on his, like, did like did he sleep with his girlfriend or something or did he do something like really terrible to him and then he's like you told my ex-girlfriend about my gambling addiction and it's just such a petty thing it's so funny yeah i love these two guys because they're like friends in a not toxically masculine way like the other guys are friends in this movie they're just kind of like bickery i like it. yeah so they encounter like they encounter a lot of creepy little demon creatures and they encounter Mabel. Mabel. Who's our queen. I love her. Best, she's just best like girl ever. This mm-hmm. like demon. She's got big like gremlin energy. She's yeah. just like got these nasty yellow teeth. And she talks with this really raspy voice. It's like hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gives me Gollum or Smeagol vibes. Yeah. yeah. She totally does. And But she's like super proud of herself too. She's mm-hmm. like I don't leave. 30 legions and um so she agrees to help them because they tell her like oh like you know we accidentally got summoned here and um so she makes a deal with them like oh if you go back if i help you get back because she hates the demon that the people were trying to summon Mm -hmm. so she's like if i send you back then you can write my name in the book that they were using to summon him and it will, like, make her more powerful. And so they agree. So she's, like, leading them around through hell. Um, it feels a lot like a haunted house. It kind of does. And, it like, does. some of the little creatures they find are just so funny. And then, like, one of the guys, like, there's just random traps everywhere. Like, one of the guys, like, accidentally sticks his hand in a bear trap. <laughs> and it's so funny. But it's, like, a he's, tiny like, hand-sized bear trap. Yeah, he's Which just is like even funnier. upset. He's like, they got me. And Mabel just like stares at it and like takes it off his hand. Like she's basically like, you're fine, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I, she. I really love, I'm just like, sorry to like go off here, but like, I really love how much she feels like like a scare actor in this. Like, yeah. Like she like feels like a guide at a haunted house who's like trying to make you like as scared as possible yeah. it's really fun Hell she really yeah. does so she, she just like, oozes with delight mm-hmm. she's yeah. so happy to be where she is yeah so she, she made like hell her bitch really and she really did here and i'm gonna be awesome and then just went through and so now she's like oh what's up new people let me help you yeah, yeah. 
So she like leads them to the cave where like the demon guy is. Um and again, like the whole way the two main guys are like bickering and one of the guys tells the other, like, you never have my back, dude. Like and so um when they get to this cave, like there's the demon and then there's like all these other people around him, and the other people attack the two guys, and like they grab one of them, and so he tells the other one, like, just go without me. And the other guy's like, no, and he goes and like fights off the other guys to help his friend. So they really do have each other's back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um they, they learned a lesson. They did. They just have petty arguments. But they're friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have each other's backs, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So they do manage well, to and like also Real oh, yeah, quick, they also invite Mabel to come with them. They're like, Mabel, come with us! And then she gets, like, crushed by this giant thing, and she's like, write my name in the book. But that just means the world to me, that they were like, yeah, fuck it, ride or die for Mabel, too, because she yeah. deserves it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel that. I'm ride or die for Mabel. Oh, yeah. For real. <laughs> I want to marry her. I would commit my her. life to her. So they get to the portal, um, but it kind of messes up. Like, one of them ends up back in his original body, but the other guy ends up back in, like, the body of this lady that they were, like, using as the portal or something. And Mm so... Yeah, she was the vessel. Yeah. So, um, sadly, they get killed by the people who were trying to summon the demon. Because they're like, wait, that's not supposed to happen. Um, but as one of the guys is dying, like, he finds the book and he writes Mabel's name on it with his blood. Aww. I choose to believe afterwards she came to our plane and fucked all their shit up. Yeah. Well, if you stay through the entire credits of this movie, um, at the very end of the credits, you hear, like, audio of all the people summoning and they're like saying mabel's name mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so i totally believe like those two guys like their souls are just chilling with mabel and mm-hmm. like all of them are like a posse and they're gonna come back and fuck shit up they still went to hell, hell because yeah. that one guy had a gambling addiction but it's funny. <laughs> and the other guy I told his also- girlfriend about it <laughs> i also want to say i love that we never really see one of the two guys but i also love the um costuming for the other guy i think his name's mm-hmm. daniel um, where he has this giant bright orange striped sweater. It kind of reminded me of Joe from Blue's Clues. Yeah. Um, and he had this little party hat because it's New Year's Eve and it's Y2K. And yeah. he just, I he's such about a the delightful presence. Oh my <laughs> God. The short was just so much fun because it has like the right balance of like humor and scary bits and like intrigue. So I mm-hmm. like it's this one. heart. Is one of my favorites. You can tell yeah, these characters so like care about each other, and it's very sweet. And especially Mabel, like oh, I love her. It really, really gave me Frodo, Sam, and Gollum in <laughs> the, the King, where they're just running through um, Mordor and mm-hmm. fuck it, and learning the value of friendship, and like this little More gremlin real. just running around. Although Mabel is a G, and Gollum is an L. <laughs> For real, it's very um. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, but only those bits. Uh, but like the after school special version, but like the after <laughs> yeah. school special version where it's like, it's the it, the one made for adults. The one yeah, that this you one the after baby, the after college special. Exactly, the after college special. Yeah, I really overall just solid 
solid movie. I I liked all of the shorts. Like there wasn't one that I was like, eh, like I just enjoyed all of them. And mm-hmm. um this is definitely one of the better VHS movies. Each one hit they all hit in a different way, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. But they all hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I it agree. helps I... that I feel like a lot of the directors and writers have like a little bit of nostalgia for this time period. So like they kind of know what they're doing with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. I also just love how wacky a lot of these got. Like if I had to choose like which ones I would want a future film about, I would choose Ozzy's Dungeon for sure. And then the hell one, because those ones just had the most epic feel to them. Mm-hmm. oh yeah but yeah they all hit hard and they were all so so beautiful in their own ways Ugh, phenomenal all right this is a yeah. lovely series that's so good yeah it um, really picked back up because like i will say this to till the end of time vh vhs1 was awesome vhs2 had a lot a few good segments and a few just not hits vhs viral sucked so bad Oh my god. Then VHS ninety four was very good. I didn't get through VHS viral. I'm it gonna was be honest. Bad. Yeah, that's I remember the one that watching I it. Think that we watched like part of it and we were like, this is kinda not good. <laughs> so I remember we shut it off. I watched it in my dorm hall freshman year with a few other friends because we were sitting around. We had watched the first one and we watched the second one. I was like, oh, I've never seen the third one. Let's watch that. We put it on. And at the end, we were all like, that was not good. (laughs) Damn. So I do want to give a shout out. They have announced a... Another VHS movie that is coming out next year. So it sounds like they're basically just going to do like one every year, which I think is really fun. And mm-hmm. Shudder's like kind of producing them now, which is great. So the next one is VHS 85. So it takes place in the 80s. And um, the directors that they've announced, I'm very hyped about. So Scott Derrickson is doing one of them. <gasps> And David Bruckner, who did, like, the new Hellraiser. Yeah, I was looking at some of the other names, which I didn't recognize. But I think that's cool, too. Like, you have a good balance of, like, relatively unknown filmmakers and then, like, filmmakers who are already established in horror. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to see what all of these directors do for their shorts. And I am just hyped that they are making more of these films. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. feel like this is a relatively really good way to like introduce people to other like directors' work too. Yeah, I mean there are some mm-hmm. directors that I really like that like I first saw them in VHS mm-hmm. movies. Like actually, the director who did the Ratman one from uh, the last VHS movie, mm-hmm. she's doing the new Fear Street movie. Yeah. So oh, I'm really excited about that. Because the Ratman Hel- one was like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Hell Ratma? Yes, Hell Ratma. Hell Ratma. <laughs> so did I, did I ever tell you guys what I found out about the Ratma sket, like Ratma segment? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so the guy behind the camera that's like the camera guy during the news segment is uh, Christian Potenza, who voices Chris McLean from Total Drama Island. Oh my god, shit. (laughs) Everything comes back to Total Drama Island. (laughs) Hey there, dudes. It's cyclical. 
For you guys need to do like Togo a series Island, retrospective for Patreon or something. We do. We He's did like we did like two Patreon episodes, I think, about the first two seasons. But we need to do more mm-hmm. because. Like, Total Drama World Tour is when it really, like, gets interesting, and Mm -hmm. we can come up with, like, we have a theory, basically, about, like, Chris's mental breakdown. Yeah. And how it all started on the World Tour season. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He has, like, a whole arc where he turns into, like, a fucking supervillain, and it's, it's hilarious and very terrifying. I literally only watched the first season. I have no clue what's going on. I'm terrified. The the first two seasons, he's pretty normal. Season two, he's kind of a dick. He doesn't have a lot of, um, like, character development in the first season. But, like, by season two, you kind of see him being, like, a little self-centered and, like, all that other stuff. And then by season three, uh, yeah, he, like, totally goes nuts and then season three is great Mm because it's also a musical so like every episode has an original song and and it's very fun yeah it's a lot of fun um and then from like season three onwards he's just like trying to inflict as much pain on these children he becomes a straight up war criminal like he literally goes to jail (laughs) yeah he goes to jail in one of the seasons for for like polluting the island with like a bunch of toxic chemical waste yeah it sounds kind of like when they like locked up al capone not for all the murders and stuff but like for tax evasion (laughs) yeah we can't get him for torturing these children but we can get him for our environmental crimes Mm -hmm. oh my god (laughs) yeah Anyway, it's crazy. So I can't wait for the segment about him in the new VHS movie. There is <laughs> yeah. there is oh, heavy yeah. implication that he had sex with a plant. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. There's Jesus like a Christ. There's I'm... a there's a Venus flytrap that gives birth to babies from an egg and one of the one of the babies has his face. <laughs> That's fucking oh terrifying, God. bro. Yeah. <laughs> I like how this just ended up being about the total drama series. I'm so sorry. I just like I I feel the need to tell you guys all of this just because it's it's just very interesting. It is very <laughs> interesting. He's like literally like a horror villain. He's Jigsaw. He is. He's Jigsaw. This is just cursed knowledge. I do, I, I'm true. burdened with the weight of knowledge now. You might have to remember watch when um, the other Donna's seasons. mom's face melts off. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what's happening to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cut to I've Marty opened the Ark of the Covenant, grinning into the yeah. <laughs> camera. <laughs> I can't. Um, I can't believe this. So you I might guess have we- to go and watch all the other seasons now. Yes. I guess we can wrap this up now, but <laughs> I I just really <laughs> loved this. I love the VHS movies, and I'm excited to see them continue. Yeah. Oh, me too. It's such a wide-spanning opportunity for people to be creative in horror and um, just have a lot of great stories out there. I think I support this fully. I love it. I, I'm going to delve into the rest of the series because this, this movie was a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you guys. I should watch a uh, '94 Hannah because that one was like really good, and I think you that yes. one had a lot of good segments. '94 is good. Nice. I would say, I would say watch the first one because it does have like 
some really good segments, but I don't think they're as good as the ones that have been. Yeah, the out. first one was um that was the first time that I heard of Ty West, who did Pearl and X. Mm-hmm. He did a segment for the first one, which honestly like was- isn't. Which one Great. did he do? He did the did second he... honeymoon one. Oh, that's what I was gonna. That was what the one I Which thought is it like, was. Not yep. my favorite okay. one, but it is about girl bosses winning. So I, it I love, real is. I love that one. I feel like that's probably one of my favorite ones, and I, I think probably just for like some of the POV shots in that yeah. one. There's like definitely some good moments in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the bit when she takes his toothbrush. Yeah, and I was literally thinking about. It. Yeah. <laughs> When she sticks his so toothbrush good. in there and steals his money. But yeah, yep. I mean, I think, like, also, though, again, like, it wasn't my favorite in that film, but I think it's a very solid, like, mm-hmm. short from... And at that time, he was, like, a relatively new director. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool. Like I said, like, the older VHS films introduced me to a lot of these horror directors that mm-hmm. I'm, like, a really big fan of now. Um, So I think that's, like... The really cool part of the series is it gives a spotlight to people, yeah, and uh, also, gives them freedom to make cool stuff. Yeah. Also, VHS was the first episode that I was a guest star on, and it was really? also one of the very early episodes of Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. one of the very the first podcast. episodes we did. Yep. Good times, good times. Good times. And I'm well, still here. You can't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for joining us and do you have anything you would like to promote um i sometimes stream on twitch i i took off for the holidays and i also got a new mic so i've been having some technical difficulties trying to restart back but you know we're actually literally planning on streaming like tomorrow at lasagna L Y S A G N A, like lasagna, but with a Y, because that's how you spell my name. Who uh, want lasagna? Who want lasagna? <laughs> uh, Me. But yeah, it's just lasagna on Twitch. It's lasagna with an underscore on Twitter. I literally tweet every single time I go live, so you can follow me on Twitter and know when I'm going live. Sweet. Well. Thank you to all our listeners for joining us. If you would like to keep up with our podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Chainsaw Matinee. We are also on TikTok at Chainsaw Matinee. You have and a TikTok now? We yeah. do. We do, yeah. It, we actually have a post up right now where you can comment your favorite found footage. And we have had uh, the comments of Blair Witch, uh, which we have done, uh, VHS, which we have also done, and Ghost Hunters. Hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm nice yeah, yeah go, so go check out our tiktok and uh we also have a patreon so if you want to throw money at us we definitely appreciate it because we need those funds to help keep us up and running yep um we have a few bonus episodes that are going up soon yeah um, we so talked you... um recently about megan we have mm-hmm. a new one coming out like later this week where we talk about just a lot of stuff we've watched like marty and i talked about skinamarink and uh mm-hmm. like all of all three of us had talked about like the menu and some other mm-hmm. big movies and books it will probably and- be on the patreon before this episode comes out probably yeah, yeah. also i'm i'm sorry who's megan mathregan <laughs> every <Thank> time you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Every time. Tips my fedora. My three again. My three again. Thank you guys. Once again, this has been wonderful. And we will be back soon to talk about more found footage. Whenever VHS 85 comes out, we will definitely be back to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Until yeah. then, everybody stay safe and may your nightmares be plentiful. And if you find yourself in hell, just like call out for Mabel. Maybe she'll like show up. <laughs> Marry me, Mabel. <laughs> <laughs>